gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages welcome back here to pure finesse with your host jay murchison and the king of the subtleties malcolm govius i don't know if you've told anybody else other than myself but you know this is the only reason why you live is for this podcast i love this podcast you know uh, i just every day i look forward to getting on getting up and creating a new podcast creating new ideas for this podcast i just love talking about sports with one of my good buddies right here in jay jacob murchison I don't call emphasis, him Jacob. Yeah, emphasis don't call on him that. Jacob, but yeah, just love just love this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, only reason why you live, right? Yeah, the sole reason. <laughs> but a lot of things happened the last week, and I would say that the biggest story only happened yesterday, and that's an NHL talk. Welcome. Yeah, I guess there's a big, big uh, issue with the Arizona Coyotes, and that is because they're being locked out of their arena because they're not paying their bills. Um, I think this was kind of inevitable after Forbes gave out their list of the top uh, of the richest teams and Arizona was dead last. Yeah, I would say Cam Newton can afford to pay for the Arizona Coyotes. I think Cam Newton could afford it, but the Arizona Coyotes could not. And what does that mean for Austin Matthews never going? It's fantastic. It's what it means. It's exactly what that means. Yes. So Austin Matthews, I think now is a foregone conclusion that he's going to be a leaf for life now. Cause I hate to see it. <laughs> I hate to see it. Not really. I don't think so. So yeah. So the city of Glendale is now locking out the Arizona Coyotes of their owner, or shouldn't say are most likely ending up going to be that they could get locked out, not paying their bills. Yeah. Uh, I know you are a big advocate of this team or the city to get an NHL oh. expansion team or relocation. Yes. Sir. So where would you say that the most likely scenario is for the Arizona Coyotes? They're to talking up? with the Quebec premier, Gary Bettman, Quebec city is just the most realistic. And I think it's going to be the next option. I don't know how soon that will be. Um, if this issue gets any worse, maybe it's going to be sooner than everyone thinks it will be. But uh, I would say realistically give it maybe, Four or five years, and I think the team relocates. Four or five years. So where are they going to play if they get locked out of the arena? Oh, no, they'll find an arena. That's, yeah, they'll find somewhere, right? Some dump somewhere in Arizona. They'll there's build only, it quick There's enough. only so many they'll rinks in Arizona. They'll build it quick enough. They'll what, build. is it Rome? Well, I'm talking about Quebec City. Um, I'm yeah. talking Arizona. Oh, yeah, in Arizona, I don't know. They can't. They but, can't, you know, to the non-homer view over here, the most likely scenario from what I understand is it's going to be Houston that's really? going to be the team or the city that's going to be ending up with the Arizona Coyotes. It's the most easiest scenario. There's no relocation of teams and divisions because, yeah. you know, if you move to Quebec City, you have to move a team to the west. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Detroit Detroit again moving because they move from the east to the west or the west to the east. Whew, a long time. <laughs> a, within the last five years. Yeah, not that. Not a lot. Not but though. it's kind of a shame because the Arizona Coyotes, I mean, they – draw as many fans as we do our intramural games oh it's ridiculous how many games they draw and how many people they draw and it's worse than the senators a couple of years ago this is, mm-hmm. i just can't believe it. they still have a team to this day and i'd love to see in quebec montreal rivalry again i would love to see that too and the only reason i was hoping for arizona to stay is so to see austin matthews leave austin matthews leave because the only team you would go to in my opinion would be arizona just because it's his hometown uh but speaking of matthews and the leafs it's the story of the leafs resurgence now Matthew is on a seven-game goal streak, and then Jack Campbell clearly playing light, lights out, uh, playing out of this world, and he leads the league in save percentage and goals against average. I did not know that. 
He leads the league in both. Waka waka. That's pretty impressive. But Matthews on the seven-game goal streak, he was kind of sl- not slow, but not his typical self at near the beginning of the season. But now he's kind of picking it up. What do you think about it? Well, yeah, he had a wrist injury to start off a season. Yeah. Uh, had off-season wrist surgery. So, you know, he's not going to be like the 40-goal scorer as he usually is. Right off the bat. Exactly. And, you know, everyone wanted to panic about, like, the slow start. Like, oh, should is Mitch Marner or Austin? I hate Mitch Marner for the record. <laughs> yeah. But is this team, you know, is this built for – is this team going to be the team that's going to get it done? They have to blow it up and they have to move some key parts and they've only won 15 of their last 18 games. Yeah. And how about that lineup yesterday, their first line for them? Eh? How, what do you think about that first line? I mean, the Scarborough Scottsdale connection. Yeah. Yes. Nice. They, I just remember looking at the scores. Like, is it Marner or is it bunting with the incredible pass? Yeah, that was unbelievable. Yeah. Michael Bunting, you know, he's going to be the Rocket Richard winner if you're taking bets. You might as well just put it on it because it's going to happen. You know, he just doesn't want to peak too early. But he's playing like Mitch Marner right now with those slick mitts with an unbelievable pass to Austin Matthews. Matthews ties a career high for seven games with a goal in a row. And it's not like I'm going to be at it when he has the eighth, you know, when he plays Tampa Bay and scores on only the best goal in the world and Andre Vasilevsky. But I have a question for you, Mr. Goaltender, yes. is that how good of Jack Campbell being played so far, is he really having a open conversation for being the starting goaltender for team us Sunday? I think it's Beijing. Like without a question at this point, he's leading the league right now. If he's, con- if he's able to continue to keep up this pace, there's no question that he is the starter. I'm not a huge Maple Leafs fan, and I'm every I hate the Leafs. So if, when we're talking about them, I don't like talking good about them. But Jack Campbell, fellow goalie, is playing really good, and I think he deserves a spot at that number one spot for Team USA. But who are your other goalies? Being well, there number one, I think is Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, he has, obviously hasn't yet to play for the states and the Olympics because he didn't go in 2014, obviously, or 2018, I should say. So I think it's his net to lose. Yeah, and but I still think Campbell can overtake them yeah that's what i think i mean if they keeps playing like this if he leaves yeah. the league and say percentage goals against average it's pretty hard not to start them exactly. but you know what they can always play two goalies i mean what remember in 2010 with luongo and broder exactly and those are two great goalies so exactly you don't have to stick to one it's the olympics you have all the star power you need if you're canada you're usa you're two of the top two teams so you can use anyone in the league uh and you'll be fine um this i don't know if you're going to be a big fan about this one there's a big, if everyone knows, the big scrums and the big uh, fights. Oh, well, yeah, happening. evidently it's between the Halibucks and Campbell's yeah, team. Yeah, between the two teams with the Jets and the Leafs. Um, I didn't get to see a whole bunch of it. I saw what happened with Pianca and Spezza, and I saw Pianca suspended for two games. And then I was like, and okay, a concussion. And a concussion. So I'm like, okay, if he gets two and his hearing was not in person, but Spezza's was in person, I'm like, okay, I think he's going to get five. He ended up getting six. Do you think that's a fair suspension? Yeah. I mean, like non-homer. Yeah. So, I mean, the kids in Waterdown have been all over this the last couple of days. Uh, It's been nonstop talk. I mean, driving half an hour and seeing 250, 300 messages will spark some conversation. Yeah. But in-person hearing is usually an automatic five-game suspension or higher. And he got six. So... I mean, the head wasn't a huge, I mean, a fan of the head, obviously, <laughs> yeah. for the circumstances. But I want to blame the referees for this six-game suspension because they definitely have to get, let this game get out of hand yes, with not did. calling either of them penalties because he wasn't called for a penalty on the ice when it actually happened. And now he's waiting to be – he just wants Christmas and New Year's off with a six-game suspension. Exactly, yeah. I don't know. There, there's a lot of refereeing in a bunch of sports. 
um, right now that I think that a lot of people are not really happy with, especially in the NBA. I don't know if we'll get to that a bit later too, but I'm just saying recently I've been noticing this a lot is NHL refs are not able to control the fights when they're happening nowadays. Back in the day, they let them fight whatnot and everything would be fine. When there's a big fight now, it kind of gets out of control. So I just want to see some things change. And I want to see more consistency with suspensions in the NHL. Well, you, you said that too. Yeah. So these two, like Pionk and Spezza, both didn't get called on the ice. And now they're getting yeah. suspended for it. What? Last night. So Wednesday. So Tuesday night, Ian Cole, uh, the Hurricanes and the Jets played. And Ian Cole went a knee on knee with Shifley, got five in a game, Jeez. and is getting fined and not getting suspended. He's not getting suspended. So... <sighs> There's a bit of a bit, I don't know, of like if you're not getting called on the ice, you're going to get suspended for it. And if you get a call on the ice, you're not getting suspended, you're getting fined for it. So yeah. in theory, he's getting suspended a game because he got kicked out for, like, he got a misconduct. Yeah. So I'm not too positive on the rationale behind this in the NHL, but I just want to, I mean, I'm sure you want to see it. It's more consistent with exactly. the rule book. George Peros, wake up. Yeah. NHL, George Peros, wake up. Um, But Moving on to some, maybe some highlights. I wish I could put this up here because this was just plain disgusting. Well, I know Malcolm's a big editor, so yeah. yeah. Tre- maybe maybe I will get in there. Who knows? Um, but Trevor Zegris with the fake Michigan, but the Michigan pass over the net, over to Milano for the tap and goal. Even afterwards, uh, Zegris is like, are you kidding me? Can you believe that just happened? Do you think that goal was planned? Do you think they planned it out? Or do you think that was spur of the moment that happened? Well, apparently Milano was calling for it. Really? Yeah. So it was like Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. And then he did it. I mean, unbelievable. That's ridiculous. And, you know, he did it against a really good team in Buffalo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. yeah, nice. <laughs> Maybe the best team in hockey at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Or the best ad lib of all time. But we just had a moment there. But uh, it almost didn't happen. It was almost called a high stick. It was pretty close to the crossbar, but damn, I mean, it's going to be, that's right up there with the best passes in NHL history of all time. Goal of the year. It has to be right now. That's for darn sure. Uh, I mean, this is up there for like the best pass of all time. I think so. Right. Like it's Datsuk. We saw Cat, Mr. Callum Williams. He posted this on his story, uh, learning from the master and Datsuk. Mm-hmm. Datsuk probably the best hands in the NHL ever uh, trying to flip it over to his teammate doing the same thing. And then Trevor Zegers probably watching some Datsuk film, not going to lie. He'd probably try to duplicate that. So he did it and he did it successfully. So does he make the Olympic team? Trevor Zegers? I don't know. This whole Anna- Anaheim team, even Troy Terry, they're playing really good. So second in the Pacific. Those guys, there's a few names on there that you got to look out for for this Olympic team. Does, does Gets- Getzloff make the Canadian Absolutely Olympic not. You dumb, stupid. 20 points. Dumb. What are you talking about? Um, but moving on, we have the Vancouver Canucks. A bunch along with some other teams who kind of cleaned house with Philadelphia and Montreal, but Canucks cleaned house basically their entire hockey operations department. Um, uh, do you like the hire of Bruce Bruce Boudreaux? Well, before before you I get was to gonna this, say no need to flex on him, but uh, not a big deal. But I kind of uh, that didn't make. Really, I guess saw I said, before it was coming. I, I no no no. <laughs> I, I said hello to Bruce Boudreaux at uh the primetime uh conference recently. at the West and in downtown Toronto. Yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Just there for some work, but he oh, was just for work purposes. Just saying hello, uh, whatnot. And he was, it was just friendly hello and everything. It's just nice seeing. I don't, I you don't get to see a lot of guys really sometimes, right? So what you're saying is he's coming on the podcast? <laughs> no, 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 you, you no. don't. You don't get to see a bunch like of you, you have his business NHL card, executives, right? There's Brian Burke there too. He's, he, you gave him his business, your business card, right? No, I did not. Yeah, that was a missed big opportunity. marketing over here. B- missed opportunity. Um, but yeah, do you like this hire though? Yeah, he is definitely to the definition of old school. Yeah. 
And I think that's what they need. You know, Travis Green, I think, is and he's a good coach. I mean, he was we made the second round with Vancouver in the bubble. But, I mean, I don't think his message was getting to his players. And, I mean, to have some of your players having some serious slumps, like Patterson, I mean, is basically non-existent on the ice right now. Yeah. And he's arguably their best centerman. And made it some big trades in the offseason, made for Oliver Ekman-Larsen and Connor Garland, and those two have really panned out yet. So, Bruce Boudreau, I think, knows how to get the best out of his players. And, I mean, he's had a proven track record in the league, even though he hasn't won a cup. But, I mean, he's been with, he's been on some really good teams. He's coached a while. He's been on some well, – He's been on the some Caps. good teams, man. Yeah. Uh, and the, the Wild. Was he with the Flames at some point? No, I don't think so. No. But, I mean, he's also – you know, he's not the best. You see, you see his first practice, he couldn't even catch an edge. Really? He was struggling. Yeah, he was struggling to get out of his seat, struggling to get on the ice. But he's not there to skate. He's there to coach. So, yeah. I mean – he was talking about the press conference about Brock Besser. You know, he's being snake, but he's like, shoot the puck, shoot the puck. He only scored in his first game as coach. It's so, not a big deal. But, I mean, the more intriguing part of this is that there's no GM right now. It's Stan Smell, who's the interim. And they're talking about bringing back Mike Gillis, if you remember, was the GM when they made the cup final yeah. in 2010. So they're talking about bringing that band back together. Because wow. the only two guys, I think, left in the hockey ops department are only the Sedin twins. Really? And I'm not going to lie, I don't think this Vancouver team is, like, as much of a dumpster fire as a lot of people think it may be. They're not, like, a superstar team or great team or anything, but I think they're an average team who can make the playoffs and make a push for it. So they just, like Jay's been saying, like, you need the right coach, you need just a few of the right minds there to get the direction you want to go to, and they're going to get the job done. So I think this team is gonna heading in the right direction right now, if they bring back that GM, too. Yeah, exactly, I'm sure. Some Canucks fans would love to see that happen too, because it's the best time of their <laughs> and their franchise history was back in the day. Me and you, baby, we used to have fun. TikTok session, NBA talk. Now the coronavirus, it's still here, guys. It's twenty twenty. It's yeah, it's still here. Uh, it's oh, it's it's uh, grabbing a hold of uh, some star-studded players in the NBA. One, two of them being Lamella Ball and Demar Derozan. Uh, it's making it tough for uh, you know some betting connoisseurs some like ourselves. Betters, man. Yeah, it's, it's making it tough. The, the odds are switching every day, every hour, I should say, but how many positive cases are coming on. Honestly. Uh, I mean, it's just it's tough. I mean, I don't know how they, they're going to cope. I mean, Toronto's, I mean, what Toronto's doing, I think the 15th, January 15th, you're not allowed to be unvaxxed and play. So, I mean, that's going to throw a loophole for a lot of teams, Bradley Beal yeah. being one of them on the Wizards. Yeah, holy. So yeah, They've been playing good, too, so they can't lose him. Well, speaking of playing good, you want to talk about two absolute studs in the West right now. Had yeah. two games last week. The Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns had two games. Phoenix took the first meeting in Phoenix, and then the Warriors absolutely spanked. Yeah, that was just spanking. Phoenix in San Francisco. I'm not going to have a hard time getting used to saying that. Yeah. But is this not a possible Western Conference Finals matchup coming into making? 100% it is, right? Uh, Golden State still does not have Clay Thompson or James Wiseman in the lineup. And they're still, what, 17-3, 18-3 or yeah, something around three-loss team. Three-loss team, and so are the Suns. Three-loss team right now, too. So, there's without a doubt, those are the two best teams in the league. So, you have to say they're the Western Conference favorites without a doubt. Obviously, there's going to be other teams in the league who maybe make a push. Looking at, like, teams... Uh, uh, like the Lakers, right? Like the Lakers who are not pushing, playing good right now, they're hovering around 500 and so are their Clippers. Um, so those teams, I think, well, obviously for me, I'm a big LeBron fan. I like LeBron to be good and oh, be good. I was going to say, you don't just yeah, not on the shot. Yeah, be good and be great. But um, everything takes time. So I don't know anyone else right now who could really make a strong argument for me to you know what i've always stuff. been a big fan of the utah jazz the last couple of years i know remember last really? year that was my sleeper pick that to win was. the nba championship they made it i think did they, no, Pretty, they did not make it didn't make it past the finals they made it past the first round you're getting excited yeah. i remember that but 
I want to keep talking about the Lakers because I don't know if you saw Charles Barkley sounding off on Anthony Davis last night. You say like you're trash. He said that to yeah, him. He's like, you gotta be better. And I think it just says something about how good a team meshes because you could have like really, really good talent and just suck. But I I also saw that this game they played against the Celtics last night was the best game that they yeah, these okay. played together so far. They also played 25. They played 25 games. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's a, and they didn't have Tatum or Brown on the, you floor. would think like in Boston, I think we get lost in the fact that these guys aren't in their primes anymore. Obviously they're like, not, yeah, Russ mellow, like everyone. I mean, I know Carmel, I think, I don't know if it's night now or not, but he was at one point shooting his best career, three point percentage 3 point percentage. Yeah. He was shooting like 46% or something. But I mean, it says one thing to shoot the ball really well. It's wanting to play defense. Exactly. Right? You gotta and I mean, damn D type of guy. It really hit home to see the Staples center. Oh, and it's going to be what? Crypto.com. Was gang. How do you know we're living in the 21st century? Well, I can already see it now that like our kids are like, I don't know what the generation's called now after us. Like 20, I don't know. I know we're Gen Z. I don't know what's happening. I don't know, like YX. I know it's some silly something, something like that. Yeah. But I can already hear, oh, we're going to the crypto tonight. Oh my gosh. It's going to happen. And that's in LA too. Everyone's going to be saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. But. Both teams, and I don't think Kawhi's played a game yet for the Clippers. No, nope, I don't think he's hit the floor. And I think Teron Lee was an overrated coach, to uh, tell you the truth. Well, we know LeBron James was coaching that yeah. team in 2016, without a doubt. I think – I don't know how okay. people didn't catch I saw this post, too. Is 2016 not the best season in NBA history? Oh, 100%. You had the 73-9 Warriors losing in the finals. LeBron James, greatest player of all time, coming back from 3-1 down. Only player ever – only team ever to do it. And he put the team on his back. Obviously, he had Kyrie hit that clutch shot. He had that big block in the finals. I think without a doubt, that's the best season. Don't you really... And you're also forgetting Kobe's final season. Kobe's final game. Dropping 60. Oh, my goodness. I forgot that was in 2016 as well. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. And then the Raptors making their first Eastern, or second East. No, their first Eastern, East, Conference, Eastern Conference final. final yep. What a time to be alive. Be as it's summer 16 said, whoa, look at me go. Featuring Drake. Featuring fire. Uh-huh. What am I saying? <laughs> Uh, big trade talks too coming out of Portland is oh. Damian Lillard. I don't know if it's he's been denying it all week, but reports are surfacing that he wants to play with only Ben Simmons of all people. Oh, I did not like to see this. I didn't is like. Is he? Is he have a case, or I mean, is it much better with CJ? Or should they just blow this whole team up? Because I mean, Portland well, is dumpster fire. Nothing's been working. The front office in Portland is an absolute. It's in shambles. Well, nothing's been working. This team, it's just been Dame carrying the team year after year after year, making the playoffs, going a couple rounds. Conference finals in 18, right? Exactly. He's made it to the conference finals. I'm going to say he, because he's made it. He's been carrying the team. Do they not have three wins? Could they have, weren't they, didn't they have a chance to, that was against the KD Warriors and they had a chance to go to the finals and blew it. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They, no, was that, I thought that was huge. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember, but what, either way, uh, Dame Time has just been carrying uh, his team year after year. So I think they got to do something, either trade him or get the players that he wants. Don't he listen to him? He's the GF now. Well, I mean, he got the coach and Chauncey Billups. Exactly. And I think that I think that they hired a GM yet in Portland. I don't know if they have. I don't think so. But they definitely should be consulting Dame because he's been pretty loyal to this city and he's made it perfectly clear whether it's this week and t- over Twitter or signing a new contract extension that he wants to be in Portland and yeah, they guess got, they got to get, they got to get what he wants because he's the really, he's going to be the heart and soul of that team for as long as he shall wishes. And well, he only wants a two year, $54 million deal. I give it to him. I would, it's a lot of money, but two years, take what you can get with him at this point, prove that he's an arguably top five point guard in the league. Exactly. So he, he's like a, 
you know what I compare it to like in the NFL since we're going to go there next is at Matthew Stafford stuck on the Lions. I wouldn't say Portland's like the Lions, but he's stuck on that team. And if he goes somewhere else right now, maybe he'll be really, really good on a championship team and MVP caliber. Exactly. Who knows? Uh, but stick into the NFL here. My Steelers, let's go. Uh, fend off the Ravens in a showdown. Deontay Johnson balling out. He had two touchdowns, I think like 105 yards. Um, the AFC North is really, is there's a few divisions tight in football, but I think the AFC North, I think you might think this as well, but just because uh, we're a little biased in that division, but uh, we think it's the tightest uh, division in football. Do you think so too? Well, I would with say the, it's the most, unpre- the most unpredictable division in football, I would say, because everybody's got bad losses and a lot of teams and everyone's above 500. Yeah. It's super, super close. I can't remember the last time it's been like this in any division that it's been this close with this good of records in week 13, week 14 coming up. Yeah. So Damn. it's been really it's been fun to watch it's been as, a, as a fan. And, you know, there's some highs and there's some lows. Oh, yeah. And most of them have been lows this year for the Browns. You know, it's uh, it's it's been very uneventful. But I look at it like two years ago, we were 0-16. That was two years, three years ago. ago. Three, still three years ago. That was so. You know what? Anything. I'll take six and six. You know what? It's been. It's been. It's been. <laughs> I'll, it's been take a, it. I'm, I'll, I'll take it. it. I'll take. I'll take it to the money. I'll take it to the bank <laughs> and cash that out. That's I think funny. it's that division, and I want it. Well, NFC West is another great division. I was gonna say that one minus I, the Seahawks. I mean, I just saw today Jamal Adams is up for the season, so they're yeah. they're milking it in. Yeah. But San Fran's holding down a wild card spot, and you have the best team in football in the Arizona Cardinals, and they're only up going up against the Rams next week. It's going to be a great freaking game. That's so the they're game 10 and two, I want to say. Arizona 10 and two, is. yes. And the Rams are now wait, eight and four. Does there, you see any way that the Rams win that division? The Rams could win that division. Um, Tyler's back though. D Hoff's back. So I know we were talking about this with Paul and Keen on their podcast, but even without them, they were playing really good. They're winning two or the three games without those two players. I think with them, they're just even a hundred times better because Kyler Murray was on an MVP caliber season before he got injured about for those like two or three. I was going to say, so. do you have like, should there be like, I know it's definitely an unwritten rule, yeah. but do you have to play like a certain number of games to win MVP? That's what it feels like. I, I feel like you have to play the whole season, right? Because I don't think a lot of people are going to value you if you get injured, right? It's like Derrick Henry, he was on well, MVP caliber. Yeah, I also want to say last year, Everybody was on Russell Wilson to win MVP at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. And then broke his finger and then everyone forgets. It's just, it's very, it's very hot and cold. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of cold Monday night football. Was last, awful. Yeah. Last, <laughs> last Monday between the Buffalo bills and new England Patriots was definitely, if you were looking for to buy a snow globe for Christmas, there was no need to, because you had three hours <laughs> of it on Monday night. So winds were roughly about a hundred kilometers an hour to put Ridiculous. in perspective here in Canada. A little frosty. There was not a whole lot of field goals attempted, even though I think New England made two, which was actually less, well, just about as much throws as Mac Jones <laughs> attempted Completed. to play. Yeah, yeah, it was about the same. Two or three. For, yeah, he went two, two or three, three for 19. 19 yards. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two or three for 19 yards. And I believe his passer rating was a very impressive 4.3. And Out went, of the possible hey, 158. All that matters is that W, right? He got the win. The Bills couldn't get the job done. They looked abysmal. They looked just awful. And now they're they're, the, they're in the last wild card spot. Yeah. And remember, we thought, oh, they're going to definitely win this division. They're going to be at the top of this conference. Uh, like in the AFC, they're going to be at the top of the AFC. You got the Pats up there now. What yeah. does that say about Bill Belichick? Oh, he's a goat. He is he the so real mind? I saw all this today, rings? not to run this through, turn it in, but the most likely Super Bowl matchup 
is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers no. versus the New England Patriots. If that, I think, I think if that happens, it's one NFL is rigged, but two, <laughs> we'd all love to see it too. So it's, it's like we don't care that it's rigged. That that, that would that not be like the most ever, highest rated Super Bowl ever. It would have to be. You got the goat against his old team against the new up and coming could be his predecessor and become that new. Not goat. to mention the halftime show with Snoop, Dre, oh, Lamar, Mary J. So it's going to be a good one. If and then the day after is only Valentine's Day. Oh, so we're going with some cute dates. Uh, not me. Uh, nice. Not, that was that was good. Very not funny. Me you, not me very, you. very funny. Uh, but uh, I forgot. I lost my train of thought. Now you scum. Don't worry. We're going to talk about something that you're very happy about because the Lions got their first win of oh, the yes. season. And who called it other than no one else other than Jay Murchison? Over here, called it on the podcast. I think he called, heart it, out. he called it like three weeks ago. Like your heart out. When Pittsburgh tied, that's when we talked about uh, who's the team that's going to lose to the Lions. And Jay said the Vikings. And he was right. And my boy, Amon Ra St. Brown from USC, go Trojans, only made the game winning catch with zero time on the clock. Unbelievable. Jared Goss to go. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but uh, I think the whole team thinks. I think it was long overdue to see Detroit. I think it's pretty hard not to root for Detroit, even though they've been that bad. I think you know what? I think they're gonna find a way to not finish dead last. Now, I think I think it was just happy Dan Campbell man got a win. But I think it's like the most Detroit Lions thing ever to win this game, and now they're not gonna finish last. They're not gonna be the worst team in the NFL. You don't think they will be? No, you still don't think they're gonna be. This is this is Detroit Lions. Like they're so bad. <laughs> being that bad, they, yeah, they're gonna be bad at being bad. That's exactly what they're doing. That's <laughs> just it's it's just Detroit. But if you remember last year too, I didn't I like, call when the Steelers were gonna lose their first game. You did in the same week. Number yeah, 15. yeah, take that in. Didn't work at the casino though. Mystic Malcolm, it's like a Mystic Merch. No yeah, big deal. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool nickname. Gonna have to have that segment on the show. Um. Other than that, though, yeah, I didn't even see this interview. The Makai Hyde and Jordan Poirier. Interview. Oh, this is fantastic. So what happened in this? So one? after the game, you know, obviously Mac Jones throwing three passes was the focal point of discussion against the Bills defense. So basically the reporter was like, how embarrassing is it that you lost to a team that only threw the ball three times? And obviously that they didn't take that very lightly. Really? And the reporter's follow-up, like, oh, I was like, why are you asking this question? I guess it's a stupid question. And you can like, why? And he goes, it, it's 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 you got embarrassed is what he said so yikes yeah it's uh they didn't take that too lightly for obvious reasons yikes. and micah Hyde after the whole interview is like oh i answer, i come out here every week i answer all of your questions and you say that it's fantastic i loved it you gotta get the media but you know what you should feathers. expect that because yeah. if you lose with a team <laughs> that throws the ball three times how many times did they throw the ball 30 plus. Really? I didn't even like realize how many. Yeah, times but let's, let's in flip, the win too. Let's flip the script. If the Bills win, are we not talking like Bill Belichick saying, why did you throw the ball three times? Exactly. Exactly. It's just the way it goes. Yeah. Just whoever's going to win. It was a close game too, right? It was just whoever's going to win that one. The Bills ended up being looking like an idiot. So nothing else you can do. Right. And then the last part here, we got the Washington football team has been on another heater, only winning four straight games. Yeah. I think they're now six and seven. So they're closing in on the division. With the Dallas, Dallas. Cowboys, who yeah. you know, I want to say are legit, but I really I can't at the so, same yeah. time because the football team beat the Vegas Raiders last week on a game-winning field goal, and the Vegas Raiders came out and beat the Cowboys on Thanksgiving in Dallas. So, do they have a legitimate chance of winning the NFC we- NFC East? I think they do, and it was just like last year when they're all trash and everyone had a chance, but this year it's a bit co- it's a bit more separated. I think Washington 
I would say is one of the, with their hot streak, their hot streak right now, their favorites to win the division. But we'll see what happens. Dallas can pick it up again and play like the beginning of the season. And they got they got to play them too. I think next week they play each other. They do. Oh, which baby. is going to be so that's going to be some big game. I think if Washington can win that, then that's obviously a yeah, big that's factor. huge. That's going to be huge. So uh, I want them to win. I know we got Trevor Wakayama. He's a roommate. He's a big Washington fan now because of JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson for his fantasy team. So we're rooting for the football team here. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, college football. We finally now have our college football playoff finalists were yeah. announced. Now Alabama <laughs> is now the one seed after taking down Georgia the in game. the SEC championship game. Bryce Young, uh, I think, solidified the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Not to spoil the next part of the next point here, but he played absolutely fantastic. But John Mechie won't be playing the next uh, in the uh, in the semifinal or the national championship. They get there. Torney CL, I think he's going to be back for his senior year because I don't think you want to be going into your draft year injured. Injured, like exactly. Yeah, the second, <laughs> yeah, the second seed is the Michigan Wolverines. As much to, to my chagrin. The Michigan Wolverines. They absolutely dismantled the Iowa Hawkeyes in Indiana in the Big Ten Championship game, winning 42 to 3, I believe. Yikes. Wasn't even close. Uh, and they will be playing against who I still think is the best team in the country in the Georgia Bulldogs. Oof. Uh, they gave they let Alabama put up 40 on them. I think they averaged about seven points a game and they let up 40. Bam. Exactly. Real so died. Yeah, I'm just happy they're not playing each other in the semifinal because I think we saw the national championship game last week. Yep. And the team I am most excited to see play, they're going up against Alabama, but they took care of business in the American Conference Championship game, and that's the Cincinnati Bearcats, the first non-Power 5 school to make it into the college football playoff. Hi, is... Are you hammering bets for the Bearcats? I think everyone's got it, right? The, the underdogs. Uh, you got to believe. Stuff like this happens... Not it doesn't happen all the time. Remember, you see in March Madness when a uh, dream team, a Cinderella team, goes Loyola Chicago. Loyola Chicago, exactly. Stuff like this. Montreal Canadiens last year for the Stanley Cup final. Stuff like this always happens. Cincinnati could push all the way through, but after Bama, what they did to Georgia, it doesn't look likely. But only time will tell. Exactly right. And before the College World Playoff goes on, we have the Heisman Trophy to give out, and the finalists were also announced last weekend. Bryce Young from Alabama, my boy CJ Stroud from Ohio State, Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end from, ugh, sorry, I can't throw up my mouth a little bit, University of Michigan, <laughs> and quarterback Kenny Pickett from the University of Pittsburgh. Is this a foregone conclusion for Bryce Young or what? I think it's Bryce Young all the way, especially after the game against Georgia, without a doubt, four touchdowns that game. He's locked it up without question. I know you probably want to see Stroud well, win it. Obviously, but I think the, the guy who's going, I don't know if they have a second or third in voting but i think aiden hutchison as much as i love to admit it i'd be <sighs> defensively he, yeah he's probably going to be the first overall pick in the nfl draft he's been pushing cave thibodeau to the break to the breaking point when in terms of closing in on him for the first overall pick if you set a single season record for sacks in your school and the school is only michigan even though they sucked at football for the last 20 years because thanks to harbaugh they suck <laughs> but it's pretty hard to ignore that and cave thibodeau is not going to be playing in any college football championship or new year's day six game so i mean i think he's got he's if, if michigan makes it to the national championship game i see it in hutchinson going first overall in the draft and would you compare him to like maybe a tj watt in the nfl the guy who leads the league in sacks while not playing two games and tying the franchise record in sacks as well, well you want to talk about tying that franchise record i mean miles Garrett can break it too this this sunday as well he can break the browns franchise record i just think there's going to be a big big uh race for this deep boy i just want to bring this up i think there's going to be a big big race this it's going to be Diggs, garrett and tj watt 
We'll see what happens in these last few weeks. A hot take. I think Trayvon Diggs is actually a terrible defender. You think he's just awful and lucky and he's getting yes. these picks? No, it's just he's, he's terrible in coverage and he's just really good at picking off balls. Yeah, he's good at just being a ball hawk. Yeah, it's just plain and simple. He's it's terrible true. in coverage, but most of them are. That's where they get the balls. There's Jalen Ramsey. Would you say he's good in coverage? Oh, isn't it? You see how good he plays in hockey, right? He says he's going to beat anybody <laughs> in any sport. It's yeah. just very, very simple. Well, TJ Watt for deep point. That's all I got to say. Yeah, mark your calendars down. So until next time, we'll be looking at all these sports in depth and maybe some Malcolm betting odds because, you know, he is all about the bets. Oh, yeah, you? definitely. The $1 bets. James Holtzhauer kind of night for this guy. Learn from the master. <sighs> nice. So until then, it's Jacob. Cool.